thank you so much for uh, your, your prayers, your support, your boots on the ground approach to missions, which has been a blessing to us. Uh, having a group down there uh, is super encouraging. Uh, they were super flexible. Uh, I laughed because I ran them into the ground and I learned lessons about short-term trips. <laughs> I was like, you can't, do any, you can't do things morning, afternoon, and night. <laughs> you need to give, give them a break. Uh, so uh, you all's group was, a, was a, not a guinea pig, but uh, was a learning experience for me too. So sorry about you, that if you're on the trip, if you're still recovering from that. Uh, but it was, it was awesome uh, having you guys there. Uh, you know, our, our church name that we use uh, for the church plants in Brazil is koinonia, which is Greek for fellowship. Uh, and uh, this last week, um, we were in a, a conference with Brazilian missionaries, and the president of ABWE talked about that word out of Philippians and talked about all the ways it was used as partnership, fellowship, uh, contribution it, it was even used financially just like coming together and uh, that that's what we do and that's what you all um, uh, the the fellowship we have together in the gospel and it's really neat uh, to be able to be here uh, we came early this morning to, and uh, pastor David walked us around uh, show us what's going on and uh, talk to crystal and others just about um, what God's doing here, and it's really neat to see uh, that. And you all encourage us so much, um, and uh, we appreciate that. Appreciate you letting uh, Evelyn teach. Uh, she's she loves it. She just turned 13 uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, she volunteer. She's like, if 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 they want me to teach kids church anywhere, this this will be like her third third church that she's taught at. And it's, it's really neat. Uh, God's, God's given her uh, a gift of, of teaching, but also of, of service. And uh, it was also neat to see some pastor's kids here this morning <laughs> helping out. And I said, see, Evie, you're not the only one that arrives to church early, helps set up, helps get things going. And uh, it, it's, it's great to have that in common. Well, this morning we're going to be out of Acts chapter 11, uh, and Pastor David mentioned that, or maybe you didn't mention, I went to school with Crystal, uh, we graduated together, and that's, that's a connection. We went to Tennessee Temple, and the, the president, uh, or the founder of the school was Lee Robertson, and he had this phrase, everything rises and falls on leadership. Have you guys heard that at all? Everything rises and falls on leadership. And uh, that's, that is a little debatable, but uh, today we're going to talk about leadership. And so I thought, thought it was appropriate to, you know, talk about Temple a little bit. But uh, uh, we're going to look into Acts 11, and let's read verses 19 through 26. Uh, it's on the screen or looking in your Bibles. It says, Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. 
The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. So we're going to kind of focus on the, on the church at Antioch today, uh, this morning. And kind of because that's, that's a church we model um, after in Arco Vergi. So we have a, the, the main church, the one that the, had the drone footage, that's in Arco Vergi. Uh, that's where the town we live in. And we have a training center there and uh, then the church also. And we want to use that as like a main hub church uh, to reach out uh, to other areas. And we've already started doing that through Tupanatinga. Uh, I say we, we planted Tupanatinga by accident, <laughs> the church there. It really, we were in Arco Verde and Shiku and Bia got saved there. And we're, praise the Lord, first converts uh, in the new work and all excited. And they moved. <laughs> it was like, oh, man. What do you guys have to do that for? So they moved to Tupanatinga, and so we don't want to, you know, just leave them hanging there uh, without any discipleship or follow-up. And so we went there, and they were like, oh, can we, um, can we have some friends over, too, for the Bible studies we do? Yeah, you can invite friends. And eventually the living room filled up, and eventually uh, by the time you all came, we, were, we had to find another space, and so we... we kind of inaugurated there um and so that that was um really neat so we're we're kind of reaching out of this main place and we see here in in the passage that um Antioch was a place that was uh growing and you know the gospel had come to it and they were seeing the need for someone to help them so they called for Barnabas and then Barnabas is teaching and stuff and he's like i'm gonna go get saul so he goes to get saul to teach there and by the end you see uh the the last verse says they were first called christians and what does that mean that means little christ so people were like oh this group of people they're just like little christ that's a good reputation right right i mean today it's like oh yeah everyone's christian or whatever so it's not a big deal but originally it was like, oh, they're just little Christ. They're acting like Jesus. That's a, that's a good goal for us. Uh, so um, we're, we're somewhat modeling our church after Antioch. Our, uh, is there a picture? You can show that picture up there. Our Antioch is the Arco Vergi Church. Uh, this is uh, you all's group together with, uh, with our group uh, when you all were down there. And uh, we... we uh, love it there. We love our church, and you know we have our ups and downs for sure. Uh, I'm going to talk about leadership training today, but we've had leaders come and go. Uh, Raphael, one of the main translators, they moved on us. He was he he developed it. He did a theology class and was doing great. He was preaching, and then he moved. And uh, I know you guys know how that feels, and um, but. 
Barnabas uh, was called in this passage because there was a lot going on, a lot of people being saved. It's interesting here, who started this church in Antioch? Uh, if you look at the passage, uh, verses 19 through, it, it doesn't say like one person, it was just the gospel, uh, it was persecution, so believers left, but they were telling, speaking the gospel. It wasn't like uh, someone sent a missionary and uh, or a, a pastor came to plant a church, it was the gospel spread, and it was the people who were preaching the gospel. You know, that uh, applies to all of us. Uh, uh, Matt was even talking about that during the worship. Just, uh, it's our responsibility to, to go out and uh, preach the gospel. And, and preaching doesn't, the root of the word preaching is proclaiming or telling. Uh, we're just talking about the gospel, talking about uh, what God uh, is doing in our lives. And uh, lately, uh, God, God is really speaking to me about the gospel uh, being real in, in our life. Uh, we're in missions week. You're probably thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to talk about going and, and sent, uh, uh, preaching the gospel to other people. Uh, but I think for me lately, it's we need to preach the gospel to ourselves. And I'm really in a learning process on what that looks like. What, like, oh, oh I already have the gospel. I'm saved because uh, lots of times in churches we look at the gospel as our ticket to heaven, right? Okay, gonna get the gospel, I got it, it's my ticket to heaven, I'm good to go, now we need to give other people tickets, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and, and we do, that is right, but, but we miss out on the gospel for our daily life. Uh, Matt said something about the, the miraculous happening, and Bergi, one of our worship leaders, I'll never forget, uh, well, I could forget someday, but I haven't forgotten. Uh, he said, sometimes the miraculous is, is God changing us uh, just in little ways. Like for me, for anger, growing up angry, can God transform that in my life? Is that a possibility? He has. How, how does he do that? It's, it's the gospel in my life. Uh, how do we learn to forgive? How do we learn to be patient with people? Can we learn those things? Can that change in our life? Yeah, how? The gospel. So when, when we focus, when we think about, man, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I do not deserve, well, I deserve hell, but <laughs> I don't deserve anything else, but God gives it to me freely. God's grace comes, God's mercies are new every morning. When we remember that, I can, I can, uh, JR, who, I, I don't know, I walked in, I was like, I think I took that guy's seat. I, I mean, this is, this church has Baptist roots, right? You guys have your own seats, right? I don't know if I did, but I, I was thinking that when I was walking up. I was like, did I take their seats? You know, he can forgive me for that because of the gospel. And that's just a little thing, but, right? Like, but, but the gospel teaches us that. Uh, and, and the gospel tr can transform us. Uh, and as it transforms us, uh, we can be a light to others. Uh, 
you know, your coworker can, can see something like, why don't you get mad at me anymore? <laughs> I know I'm still annoying, but you're not, as, you're not mad at me. They can see a difference because the gospel uh, is transforming our life. And so that's been a, a neat thought for me. And, and you see that with Antioch, how the gospel made a difference there, and it made a difference in the community because, um, in verse 26, you see that the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch uh, because of how the gospel had uh, changed their lives. Uh, and you see here the teaching as well that uh, Paul or Saul uh, was called. You can show the next picture uh, uh, that he was called because they needed teaching there. Uh, Barnabas saw, oh man, this is a great place. Uh, people are wanting to learn. Um, looking at the picture, I messed up in my, in, in my <laughs> I was talking about uh, Tupanatinga. Oh, so let's, yeah. So this is, this is uh, when we were in the home, homes in Tupanatinga. In the next picture uh, is, this is modules. And so uh, what we do in our Vergi is we're teaching, seeking to grow. Uh, and we do that through modules, like we do Saturday, Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. Uh, services in Brazil generally are at night, the main service. And so we do those modules and just uh, learning to, to grow. We do biblical counseling, servant leadership, Old Testament, New Testament, Christian family. We have all kinds of um, topics that we teach on and just seeking to grow in our practical life. And, you know, I know here you guys have discipleship groups and other opportunities to grow, but, but Pastor David can't organize your whole growth life schedule by himself, right? Am I right? Uh, we have a certain responsibility for our growth. Uh, today, uh, I was saying, I was translating in Portuguese. It doesn't, it doesn't go too well. Uh, these days, um, <laughs> it's, technology is awesome, right? Uh, I, I was listening to two different books on our way here. We're driving for, um, from Chattanooga yesterday, seven hours, and Evelyn and I uh, were listening to two different books. Uh, on our way here, we can, we can learn and grow. Uh, it was actually on... Uh, one of the books is Craig Groeschel and Changing Your Thinking, how, how the gospel can transform your thinking, exactly what, I'm, what I was talking about. And uh, we, can, we can do that uh, when we're traveling. You know, you, how many of you guys work 15 minutes away from home? How many of you guys work? <laughs> like, no one travels. Is everyone at home office? Is that uh, like, okay. Uh, uh, so traveling, <laughs> how many of you guys travel ever? Okay, that's better. <laughs> you know, you can, you can learn. There's, there's podcasts out there. There's, there's books out there. Uh, there's free apps. There's um, all kinds of tools that we have uh, that we can grow. Uh, I think a lot of, uh, one thing missionaries struggle with is coming back into the culture, and there's uh, culture shock. 
that actually happens. And one thing that I, I see, like American Christianity, I'm kind of like, oh, man. But it's Brazil, too. Like, it's, <laughs> but it's like, uh, even, even kind of the messaging of, of that last song, the Send Me, like, is almost like, uh, yeah, we have the answers. And it's like, do we? Like, is the American church, have, have we arrived, you know? Have we? I, I don't That was something struggling in my mind. Forget, forget I said that, okay? Right? You have arrived. You, you can change. No, but we need to grow. Uh, and uh, we need to grow in the gospel, uh, grow in grace. Uh, how many, like, in traffic, is anyone here, can you say, I am honestly, I am a saint when it comes to traffic? I am honestly gracious and merciful with everyone, Right? I'm unselfish, right? Can we all say that? You know, you know. okay, then you're a liar, right? <laughs> you know, uh, we struggle, but, but the gospel changes that. Uh, I did a master's a few years ago, and I, I, the, the, I told this to a, a school group. I did it uh, in a chapel. I said, can you believe I did a master's and I didn't listen to one lecture? And they're like, no, that's impossible. <laughs> But it, that's how it was. it was. It was a different type of learning. And what, what they would do is uh, the beginning of the class would have the syllabus, and it said, all right, here's your objectives for the class. Here's what you're supposed to learn uh, in the class. Now go out and learn it. Uh, you're going to read books, and you're going to write papers, uh, but you're going to learn those objectives. And it was really interesting. Uh, one of the classes was team dynamics, and I was in a place where there were not good team dynamics. And I did that class, and after that, there were good team dynamics. So it functionally worked, right? The education worked. And I'm thinking, okay, we know we're supposed to be like Jesus Christ. Is that true? Uh, what about the characteristics of the gospel? Should we uh, live a grace-filled life, faith, be unselfish, show mercy, forgive. True? True story? Yes? So if we should be doing that, how do we get to that point? Right? So I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to say, here's your objectives. <laughs> be like Christ. Have the char characteristics of Christ in your life. Uh, get there. Okay? Um, si vira. That's Portuguese for... Go do it on your own. Good luck, <laughs> basically. Uh, but, but as we get there, what, what's the result? Verse 26, first called Christians. Um, and then what happens from there? Uh, Acts 13 uh, should be on the screens. says, now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers. And then it lists uh, five different teachers. Uh, and in verse 2, uh, says that they set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work uh, that they were called to. And then, they, verse 3, they fast and pray and they send them off. Uh, so what's the, what's the result of all that? They, the gospel arrives, uh, there's teaching and preaching, there's gospel growth, and then leadership comes out of that, and then they can send, send leaders out. And so... Uh, that's our goal in Brazil, uh, is uh, gospel growth, uh, the uh, growing spiritually through the gospel, and then sending out 
others for the sake of the gospel. And we're doing that already in Tupan Thinga. We actually have two other places that we could uh, start, start a work tomorrow if we had the people available for that. But we, we first need to, to raise up leadership. Um, and, you know, you guys can take that uh, however you want um, for the church here. Are we, uh, is Calvary ascending church? Are you raising up people? Do you have enough leaders that you can send out leaders uh, to Brazil or to uh, Wilmington or uh, to Tennessee or other places? Can you do that? Um, do you have enough leaders in, in the work here, uh, in, the, in the kids' ministry, with the, with the youth? Where's Jackson? Jackson, do you have enough helpers in the youth? We need more. Uh, we, we, we always need leaders, and, and the church always needs leaders. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 14, verse 23, we see, when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. This is Paul and Barnabas. They go out, and then they appoint elders. They grow. There's a plurality of leadership. Uh, the church here needs lots of leaders because uh, as you have leaders, uh, there is gospel growth out of that. So I have five points. Uh, that was the introduction. No, it's basically, the five points are basically the, the conclusion here. Uh, number one, leadership comes out of necessity, right? So the gospel is growing and they're like, hey, we need Barnabas. <laughs> so they call Barnabas and then Barnabas is like, hey, I need Saul. Uh, so the church, the church needs leaders. I put up Acts 6. Uh, you can uh, show that. I'm not going to read through it, but basically in Acts 6 is when deacons are formed. Uh, and uh, it came out of a need. Uh, the apostles needed help. They couldn't preach and teach because they were serving the widows. And so, yeah, you just go through that. That's perfect. And so they said, okay, we, we need help here. And then they called people. Uh, they picked out uh, men of good reputation. Uh, uh, Pastor David, if you were to say, okay, I need help. I need a pool of men of good reputation, of women of good reputation. Is there a pool to choose from for that? Don't answer that. Um, right? Uh, I, I tell people in our church, hey, you may not be a, a, an elder or a deacon or anything someday, but you should be qualified, <laughs> right? Uh, we're going to look later briefly, like, like in Acts 6, briefly at the qualifications of, of leaders, but we should all here, uh, if you're saved, you should be striving to meet the qualifications there just because it, it should be the minimum <laughs> we do as Christians. Uh, number two, a good leadership strengthens the gospel works. Uh, and you see that happening with the Antioch Church, how the leaders came in, it grew, then more leadership came, and as more leadership came, they had, they had five main leaders, they could say, hey, or the Holy Spirit could say, hey, take two, get them out of here. Imagine that, <laughs> like having enough leaders to be like, hey, we're doing, we're doing all right here. Uh, Wilmington needs help. We're going to send leaders there. Or, or there's a church that 
that area needs a church and we could send you know this whole section you guys are going to what's a close city Cary okay not a lot of churches in Cary there are but let's say Cary doesn't have a lot of churches this whole section we're going to go to Cary and we're going to bring the gospel there could you imagine that uh this church doing that uh we, we haven't done that in Arco Vergi, uh, and probably won't, but we take people from the church and uh, they go uh, with me uh, to those places and help serve and get the church started. Uh, number three, hub churches train and send leadership. Uh, so Saul and Barnabas were called out. We want to continue to be a training center in Arco Vergi. Uh, Lord willing, one day we could say, hey, Calvary, do you have any young people that want to go down, do like an internship in Brazil, learn and go plant churches? Uh, we hope to do that. We don't have that on the ground yet because uh, I can't do everything. <laughs> we, we need help there and we need more leaders uh, growing uh, through there. Uh, four, the New Testament talks about a plurality of leadership. Acts 13 uh, in that church, and then the verse I showed in Acts 14 as well, uh, just about appointing elders. So we need uh, plurality to even keep the church accountable. I was sharing with David about my home church. Just had uh, one main guy and ended up falling because uh, of lack of accountability. Uh, churches need men of character uh, that will... Um, that will grow together, that will ask hard questions, and that will share the ministry load together. And number five is exactly that. The New Testament requires leaders of character. And I wrote it, I wrote, I did First Timothy 3, we're not gonna read that, but First Timothy 3 has the qualifications of elders and deacons. And uh, look at that list at some point and say, am I qualified? And not just that, ask your wife, or wives ask your husband, <laughs> would I be qualified? Like, am, am I a punk? <laughs> you know, or do I have these issues? How can I grow? Uh, and the church working together, um, and uh, Mike, Mike can come up. And uh, just wanna have one final question here. What can you do today to help strengthen the church so that Calvary can be more effective on her mission to make disciples. What, what's your next step? I think you introduced that phrase to us in, in Brazil is, is looking at your next step. Uh, is your next step growing in the gospel? Is it looking into your life, seeing what, what character traits of Jesus do I need to copy? What areas do I need to grow? Am I lacking patience? I need to work on that. Uh, and being focused, not depending on Pastor David to do it for you, but being focused on getting in the word and letting the word transform your life. Uh, I'm gonna ask Pastor David to come up while I pray and hand it over to him. Dear Lord, thank you so much. For